We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Five thirty. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA, Thursday evening. We are <laughs> getting back to regular temperatures. I am sorry about that, but uh, we'll be headed down into the 40s overnight. Some nice weather tomorrow. Clear anyway, uh, right around 55. Tomorrow afternoon, a couple of uh, good friends to this program, and you couldn't find folks on further ends of the political spectrum, right? Former Governor Doug Wilder is going to be here, and Congressman Bob Good is going to be here. we got a lot to talk about with each of them, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. What exactly is going on in Fairfax? What is going on with the Thomas Jefferson High School? We have heard so much. We now have Governor Yunkin calling for Attorney General Jason Biaris to investigate Uh, The apparent concealing of these national honors from students at uh, TJ. Erin Wilcox, an attorney with the Pacific Legal Foundation, well, she's been involved with this since day one and knows more about it than uh, the vast majority of people uh, will ever know. Erin, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Well... Aaron, the pleasure is mine, and I just want to dive right into this, and it sounds like a simplistic question. I guess it is. What the heck is going on at TJ? <laughs> Lots of shenanigans. That's what's yeah. going on. Um, as you're, I know you're aware there's been a lawsuit against Fairfax County Public Schools about TJ for about a year and a half now, um, claiming that they changed the admissions policy to get into TJ, uh, specifically to make it harder for Asian-American kids to get into TJ. And this most recent situation um, is where a parent found out that even though her son had scored in the top 3% of all the um, National Merit Scholars on the PSAT test, um, Mm -hmm. uh, TJ didn't tell him or any of his his, uh, schoolmates that they had made this amazing honor, um, which matters a lot because uh, getting that kind of recognition on your PSAT um, can help you get into college, and it can certainly help you win scholarships to that college. So it's it's a big mess. It's interesting that uh, the Fairfax County Public Schools are claiming, well, it's just it's a human error. Somebody forgot the package fell behind a desk or some other nonsense. And as the father to two students who 
have been about academics. My oldest guy, he could tell you the second of the day when these things were going to be released because he was waiting. He he knew he was uh, in line to get one of these. It, it just it, it boggles the mind to think that somebody in administration at that school just hmm, somehow forgot. I just don't buy it. No, it really doesn't make any sense, especially because the only way students are notified of of um, how they did on this test is through the, the school. They don't get notified by the test givers themselves. And so the school made the decision not to notify kids right away. Um, and when these parents started pressing them about it, they said it was really because they didn't want the kids who hadn't scored that highly to feel bad. They wanted to make sure everybody had the same experience and they didn't want to you know, uh, make a big deal out of anyone's achievements. So it was all about not honoring the individual achievements of these really talented kids. Wow. It just, it pains me to think that that anybody would place these students in in that situation. So what exactly happens now, Erin? Because you've got the lawsuits about the admission standards. We've got these uh, mothers and fathers standing up and saying we, I think they've got like text messages now from the school board, right? Um, I'm not sure about text messages um, about withholding um, these certificates um, about the PSAT, but I know that in our lawsuit, the Pacific Legal Foundation has brought, yes, we turned up quite a few text messages from school board members um, talking about how they knew that these changes were racially based. They intended to have fewer Asian American kids at TJ. Um, And that was some pretty ugly stuff that came out in litigation and um, is helping to form the basis of this investigation that the attorney general is now looking into and saying that, yeah, there's some racial motivation going on here. And that's not acceptable in the state of Virginia. It is absolutely outrageous. Erin Wilcox joining us, an attorney at the uh, Pacific Legal Foundation. She's uh, been at the forefront of litigating this matter about discrimination at uh, Thomas Jefferson High School up in Fairfax. So where are you with that lawsuit? That lawsuit is um, in the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond right now. Um, So we have argued that this past fall. And um, we are just waiting on a decision from that panel of judges. So um, depending on what happens there, the next step would be the United States Supreme Court. So pretty, pretty exciting to take this all the way up and make sure that this can't happen to kids anywhere else in the country. Are, are you feeling good about the Court of Appeals or, or are you already kind of resigned to the fact that you're going to be making an appearance in front of the Supremes? lawyers are generally not optimistic people so i think we we hope for the best and we plan for the worst (laughs) our well counselor will will you be in front of the supreme court oh gracious too early to say but i will definitely be there um and i know that our clients will be there these moms and dads and kids who have been fighting beside us for two years now longer than two years really um, to hold this really powerful school board to account. So here's a question about these kids that, that you're representing, because in my reading of all of this, those kids simply did not get a fair shake. They, they, they should have been admitted or they should have, you know, they, there's all sorts of things they missed out on. And here you are two years into the lawsuit and it's, it's apparently not done yet. It could wind up in front of the Supreme Court. What have those kids done in the meantime? 
you know, they have had to just make do with what they have, unfortunately. Um, that, that discriminatory admissions policy that a federal judge has already found disadvantages Asian American kids, that is still in place. Um, and so this is, we're coming up on our third round of kids who've had to apply under it, under this really unfair playing field. Um, and so those kids, you know, are, unfortunately, some of them have not gotten into TJ and they've not had that experience and all those advantages that they really worked hard for. Um, and it's, that's one of the hardest things to deal with, you know, as a lawyer in my profession is knowing that these kids are suffering because of what's happening in Fairfax County. It is just so fundamentally unfair. And I, I don't know, Aaron, I, I look at this again as a dad, but as a community member, I can't even understand the mindset of somebody on the on the school board or in the school administration who, who on any level thinks that what they've done is a good thing. I just don't get it. Yeah, it really seems to be this belief that you have to have the same outcome for everyone and that the collective matters more than an individual's achievements and their hard work and who they are as a person. And we've, we've never been a country that didn't value individual effort. So it is really a strange turn of events. Well, I would ask you to please keep us up to date on all of this. I know Governor Yunkin uh, appointed uh, one of the Coalition for TJ founders, right, to the Board of Ed? Yes, Saparna Dada. She's a wonderful TJ mom and such a great activist and has just really knows so much about this topic that she is going to be in a wonderful addition to the Board of Education. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that as well. I think she's going to be able to, uh, to do something good. Now, you have also, at the Pacific Legal Foundation, produced a documentary about the case. How do people get the opportunity to, uh, to take a look at that? Yes, you can find it on our website, which is specificlegal.org, or on our YouTube channel. And the documentary is called Fortune in the Book, and it's a really, really great look at our parents and what this means to them and why. Definitely encourage you to check it out. All right. And give us the website one more time, if you don't mind. It is pacificlegal.org. Pacificlegal.org. Right, well, listen, Aaron, I appreciate uh, everything you're doing for these families, the the parents and, and the, the children involved in this. Uh, I appreciate you being a, just a real passionate uh, defender of their rights and standing on the right side of things. And uh, I got to stay in touch because I, I don't know that I've ever chatted with somebody who's argued a case before the Supreme Court and you know you're going. So um, sadly, you know you're going. So I, I definitely want to uh, stay in touch and see if there's anything else we can do. Pacificlegal.org, you can watch the documentary. What if somebody's having a similar experience? Because I, I hear horror stories from here uh, in, in Chesterfield or Henrico or the city of Richmond. Can they reach out to you? Yes, absolutely. We have a contact us form on our website. Um, and that's just really easy to fill out. That goes straight into um, Pacific Legal, and we will be back in touch. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. That is Erin Wilcox. She is the uh, the lead attorney over there at the Pacific Legal Foundation. They've been litigating this matter uh, with uh, Thomas Jefferson High School up in Fairfax for two years. Remember, it was first about the discrimination against Asian students. Asian students who had... Uh, scored very, very high on the exams, and they had the grades and the references. They should have been admitted, and they were told, no, you can't come here because we're we're trying to lower the number of Asian students. Well, that's outrageous. And then TJ, which is supposed to be one of the the most elite high schools, not everybody gets to go. 
That's the whole point of having an elite high school or an exam high school or a child. I mean, everybody's got a different name for it. But that's what this is. It's just the best, right? Well, it's not fair because D D students and kids with 1.0 averages don't get in. That's the point. You need great grades. You need a great GPA. You need to, to have references and letters of recommendation. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you know what's wrong with this whole argument? Is telling kids who don't have the grades, oh yeah, you're going to get in anyway. I mean, what kind of a message does that send? The message it sends is, eh, you don't have to work hard. Yeah, you don't have to study. You don't have to apply yourself because we're going to find out a way to put you in that school anyway, even though you shouldn't be there. That's outrageous and insulting. Instead, you use it as a, well, Havinghurst was a, a big thinker in the world of a child psychology. And Havinghurst is the one who came up with the phrase, a teachable moment. You've heard that. A teachable moment. This is a teachable moment. This is where you say to kids who are not straight-A students, you need to work harder. You need to apply yourself. That's equality. You have the opportunity. What we're seeing here is that that terrible, terrible equity. Equity is the same result. And it's a dictated result. It's a presented, it's a created result. And to not provide the national merit scholarship information because some kids would feel bad is the ultimate insult to everybody. I've got two sons, as you know. Son number one, national merit scholar. Son number two, not a national merit scholar. They're both good guys. They both will accomplish I think, great things in life, and they'll be valuable members of the community and contributing members of the community. But they're not the same academically. Harry has always been focused on academics. I mean, laser beam focused since the kid was in preschool. The only child that I've ever known who said, oh, uh, could I stay longer at school? That's what he said. He was like three years old. He didn't want to leave Miss Rosie's uh, daycare. We had gone there to visit. And he liked it, and we went to pick him up. He's like, could I stay for the afternoon session, too? Uh, Okay. Never once has he had a situation where we said, well, we just can't believe you didn't do well on this exam. Kids had straight A's his entire life. He has a 4.0 at Stanford. Right, That's not bad. He's going to be 22 years old. You know, he's still peeved. Because in seventh grade, yeah, it was seventh grade, one quarter, in Chinese, he got a B instead of an A, and that kept him from the National Junior Merit Scholarship. He's still upset about that. The kid holds a grudge. I don't know why. There have been, like, one occasion where I've said to Harry, hey, did you do this homework? And he's looked at me. You know, I have... uh, like a 7.2 grade point average in high school, blah, 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 captain of the track team. Really? And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ask you that. And Joe, well, Joe's the sort of guy you say, oh, did you do this? And he looks at you with that great big smile, his friendly demeanor, and says, ah, was that due today? So very different. Great guys, but very different. It's 546. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.